Hi, I'm Celia Schilling from Yacht Club Games. Hey, this is Mark and Keon from Bonta Affold. Hey, this is Todd Mitchell from Code Right Play. Salutations, this is Mike Carroll from Strollart. Hey, this is Patrick from the Backlog Odyssey. Hey, this is Rune from Runic Codes. Hi, this is Andrew from Spalato Bros. Hi, everyone. Jill Grote here from The Indie Informer. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to Roger Reichardt on the Gamerheads Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Gamerheads Podcast. My name is Roger. Along with me are my good friends and co-host. I have the CEO and president of Gamerheads. We have Phil. I'm so happy I could be here tonight as we've uh, we've got Mike on location scouting out the, the <laughs> he's looking for new headquarters for us and we've got him at the, at the far ends of the world. I couldn't even tell you where I sent him. I bought him so many plane tickets and just said, here, Mike, you figure this out. <laughs> and we, yeah, we have Mike on location at, uh, at a possible headquarters. I don't know where you are, Mike. Welcome I don't know where I show. am either. Can you hear me? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you just fine all i know are you in a bomb shelter what is going I, on all i know is that i made a left turn at albuquerque and <laughs> you know what i love that there's very few people that get that reference i get that reference though oh, I do like too. i say that all the time i'm like oh I, whatever whenever i end up in like the wrong place i always say well i took a wrong turn at, <laughs> took a left turn at albuquerque and it was like what are you talking about i'm like okay <laughs> never mind you know, was I was I was actually I was at my aunt and uncle's house today, and with my parents. And um, my uncle, he likes he likes to like do model kits and stuff like that. And he built this um, this marble um, kit where it's like you like you crank the wheel and the marble goes like down a whole bunch of different things, you know, and like goes in and it goes yeah. down a, down a spiral and then down. And so he's showing my parents. And, you know, look, almost looks like one of those Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah. So he starts cranking that thing up. And I'm like, all right, because all I think about are Looney Tunes. So I take up my phone and I pull out the song that plays whenever they're using one of those machines. So while he's showing my parents, all of a sudden they all hear. Did anybody laugh? I did. Well, that's the important part. <laughs> They just look at you and say, "What?" what no, they 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 caught it. They caught the reference. Okay, nice. Okay, okay, that's yeah. good. Uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody. We have quite a bit uh, to cover this week. Uh, the second half of the show, uh, actually, I have a special guest, a three-time returning guest. We have Jill uh, Grote from the Indian Former. And we're going to be talking about indie games that were announced at the Steam Next Fest and also indie games that were announced at the State of Play. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Um, before we get into that, though, um, Mike, did you have a story that you wanted to tell? Yeah, I need to know if I'm a jerk. Oh, I did. I did something very jerky, but I don't know if I should have done it, okay. but I felt I feel good about okay. that. I feel good yeah, about uh, the jerkiness. Uh, okay. I did. So okay. I'm always on the All lookout. Right for any retro games or whatever to kind of, you know, to add or games to add to my collection. And I saw somebody on Facebook uh, that posted um, some super Nintendo games and it was like 15 bucks for three of them. I'm like, okay, these are good. They weren't rare games. They weren't crazy, you know? So, um, so I reached out to him like, Hey, I'll take these. And then he said, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. And then he says to me, 
well, some then like 10 minutes later, he's like, somebody else offered me 25. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I, I could do 30. He's like, okay. So then me and this guy were talking for probably a good 10 minutes on the Facebook messengers. And he, um, we had everything all set up. And I asked him like, oh, do you have any other games? And he sent me a picture of like some Xbox 360 games. I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. And then I saw it and I'm like, how much do you want for those? And he's like, oh, I'll just, we'll just do the whole thing for $40 for wow. the three thing. So, but I realized that one of the games was NCAA football 2014 for the oh, Xbox 360, which is and that's worth, worth a lot of money is now, isn't worth it? like 150 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then 20 minutes later, he sends me messages like we got a problem. Somebody else offered me 50 for the whole lot. Of course they did. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I said, it's up to you. I said, that's more than I'm willing to spend. Like, I, I'm not, you know, that's out of my gaming budget. Um, I said, but it's up to you. He's like, okay, I think I'll sell it. I'll sell it to the other person. So I said, I thought about it. And I, then I, the next message I said was, hey, just so you know, that football game is worth 150 bucks. <laughs> nice. Good for you. And I said, if this, if I'm go, if I'm not going to get it, I'm taking this yeah. guy down with me. Yeah. yeah, this person that tried to undercut me. Well, because and, you know, at the same time, he was sending pics. He's like, "Well, I got a homie. I got a dude that's that's willing to spend forty on this, and I'm also throwing in these Xbox games. What do you want to bring to the table?" And guys saw NCAA football, and he's like, "I'm in." Yeah, yeah. and then he'll bid you. Did, and he actually, did, um, he, yeah, yeah he, ended, he, he, he ended up. Well, he told me he had the guy ended up buying the lot for one hundred and forty dollars. Damn! Really? Yeah. Wow. So. That's- I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I did a good thing, right? Am I a jerk for yeah. doing that? See, it just no, it, it upset me that this person is trying to take advantage of an innocent uh, seller on Facebook. It's okay if I do it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> as, long, as long as it's not you that yeah. uh, that's getting. Yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> I just that's funny. You're like, well, if I can't get them, then nobody can. That's right, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. if I can't dupe you, I'm not going to let somebody else dupe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're my mark, man. You're my mark. Nobody else gets you. Yeah. I love the fact that you're, is that a jerk of me to, I'm like, I think the, the <laughs> I don't know if you, I think the bigger jerk is, you didn't say anything until you're not to get the game. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I don't have a problem with that. No, I, I would have been the same way, Mike. I would have been the same way. I wouldn't have said mm-hmm. anything until like until I knew I wasn't going to get them and be like, by the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're sitting on gold there, my friend. Yeah, I wanted that gold, but since I'm not going to be able to get it, the joke's going to be on him when the dude buys an empty case. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, know, uh, that's funny. but you know what? I will say this. Um, I found out that uh, a game that I bought at Walmart a couple years ago on clearance for five bucks mm-hmm. is worth a lot more than five bucks right now. Um, wow. I picked up uh, Dead by Daylight, the yep. uh, the Stranger Things edition. Oh, okay. On Xbox. Uh, it was on clearance for five bucks. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's five bucks. I can get it. And since they delisted the uh, Stranger Things content, that mm-hmm. value has shot up significantly. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, so, that's really cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's it. Those, um, are, my, those are my stupid stories. <laughs> those are good stories. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the state of play. Um, I 
I don't think either of you watched. I only watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch much of it. Um, but I think the big the big game that they had in there was at the end they they um they had a big thing about the Suicide Squad. Did either of you see that at all? Uh, I caught. I didn't see it. See it, but I caught just scrolling through the social media a small handful of headlines about the suicide. Wow, I need to learn how to cut my fingernails. Um, about the Suicide <laughs> Squad game. Me and my hands again. Yeah, I, I cut a couple of small things. Yeah, um, it is going to be four player co op. Yep, that much I saw that in the season pass. Yes, and the season pass is only going to be cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to support the game after it launches with new missions and such. Yeah, just like they did with the Avengers, too. And that worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the Avengers really, game isn't Rocksteady. bad at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But is it is it four-player co-op online or is it just local? The Avengers? No, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Suicide Squad. I'm assuming you know? online. It's I not so. on the Switch. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think eight minutes. um yeah i i i mean i I will say this like i think and i know it's not even the same it's not the same studio but like the uh gotham knights game i think made me pause about this game but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty excited about this game Mm -hmm. about suicide squad i think it looks good i do too uh, did anybody else see anything else in the in the state of play? So I saw something I, about Resident Evil 4 in VR. I yeah. don't know if they just showed off a demo or what it was, but I saw that there was some information on it. Yeah. And some Street Fighter 6 heroes were announced. Yeah. Or fighters, Zangief I think. Zangief and Cammy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Um, But he just, it felt, it did feel kind of like, Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, we are getting a Resident Evil 4 demo. True. That's good. And but okay, well, we'll keep going and then I'll talk about the, the best announcement. No, no, go ahead. That's all I had really for well, this. Well, the best I announcement mean... isn't even state of play related. Oh, what's that? It was an accidental announcement. Oh, what's that? So during a earnings call in the for uh WB. Uh, accidentally announced that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year. Huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Whoops. And Ed Boon pretty much confirmed it on Twitter. Whoa. So, wow, well, we're just waiting for the official. official that's awesome. That's awesome. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I know Robert's a really big fan of Mortal Kombat, right? Oh, yeah. Myself, too. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, anything else? I, I, I want to move on to the Dice Awards, too. I wanted to talk about that because I... Well, since you brought up my kid, there was one thing I'll mention. We can talk about this after the show. Yeah. Um, he's interested in doing a uh, Metroidvania podcast. Oh, Ooh, that's cool. cool. If you wanted to do a spinoff of Gamerhead. Yeah. We totally should. That'd be awesome. Yep. Cool. Basically, he talks about metroidvanias and then i talk about all the ways he's disappointed me as a father oh wow yeah i I, there's something there there's something there i think i think we gotta have that show 
We gotta name it like <laughs> like you know Rockford and Sons or whatever, or Stanford and Son. Instead of that, we gotta have I don't know Ryan don't Mike know. and Son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be really funny. Yeah, we should totally do that. That'd be awesome. Cool. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, all right. So I wanted to go through. I, I watched a little bit of the Dice Awards uh, last night as well. Um, so I'm just gonna go through the winners here and I just you're going to see a theme here which I thought was kind of funny. So I'm going to start from the bottom and I work my way up. So uh oh no, actually you know what? I'm going to start here. I I was going to start at the bottom but that's the game of the year. So anyway, so outstanding achievement in animation. The winner in outstanding achievement in animation was God of War Ragnarok. Animation? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean animation? They put a bunch of balls on actors and film the balls. Well, you know, it's interesting because you know who else was in this? The uh, Cuphead was in that category. Elden yeah. Ring, Forbidden Horizon, Forbidden West, and Moss Book 2. I feel like Cuphead and Moss Book 2 were probably more about animation than anything. Yeah, I'd agree 100% on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but God of War Ragnarok won it. Uh, outstanding Achievement in Art Direction. Winner, God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. Outstanding achievement in character. Winner, God of War, Ragnarok. Do you Didn't see you watch the video game awards? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Outstanding achievement in original music composition. Winner, God of War, Ragnarok. Is that somebody checked the so- Sony's accounting department? <laughs> <laughs> see, I was going to go going to go the other direction and say, if it's pulling down this many awards through this many different ceremonies, it probably speaks that it can't be a shitty game right yeah i would i would assume i i mean i'm, I'm ashamed i suppose to say it depends this. on who you ask but i have not played the first one so i need to play that before like i can play the very very first one no like or... the, the 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 second first one the second first one yeah. 2018. Gotcha. the 2018 yeah game ruled yeah i i have it i gotta play it um outstanding achievement in audio design who do you think won that one elden ring Oh, you would be wrong. God Damn of War it. Ragnarok. <laughs> Outstanding achievement in story. Who do you think won that one? Vampire Survivors? You'd no, but they did win an award. I know they that did. They I did. got a text as soon as it happened. Yeah. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok won that one. Outstanding a technical achievement. Elden Ring. Elden Ring won that one. Not the Action. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's twice in 13 minutes. Uh, uh, action game of the year was Vampire Survivors. So that was As awesome. Well, and, it should be. And they beat pretty awesome games. Like they beat Bayonetta 3, Grounded, Neon White, and Sifu were all in that that category. So yeah, but notice awesome. it was Bayonetta 3. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. What was what? So I'll be said, quiet and Phil say it again. No, I was going to say, nobody's played Bayonetta 3. Between oh. the fact that it's on the Switch and it got boycotted, nobody's ever played that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually heard pretty good things about that game. Uh, Mike, what what did you say? Uh, I'm surprised God of War isn't in there. Yeah, I know. In that right? category. Yeah. Well, they're in Adventure it's Game adventure of the Year. It's Adventure Game, yeah. That's yeah. not an action game. Yeah. And guess who won that one? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, family Game of the Year was Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. That's awesome. Um, fighting game of the year. This actually surprised me. Uh, multiverse, multiverses one, but there wasn't a whole lot of games that came out. Th- this there wasn't. King of Fighters, no. I think, came out. Yeah, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, Spider Heck, oh, Rumbleverse. Yeah. Rumbleverse was in that running for that, 
and then JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But R- Rumbleverse is such a weird story. That game launched in August, and they're closing their doors at the end of this month. Like, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Racing Game of the Year was Gran Turismo 7, but really there was only two other games, Need for Speed Unbound and F122. No Garfield cart? <laughs> no Gigantosaurus think- cart? I oh yeah you're right oh wait that was this that was this year year, yeah that was this year so next year they'll be in that category uh role playing game of the year Elden Ring won Mm -hmm. role playing game of the year which actually uh there was some other games in there like Citizen Sleeper was in that category kind of wish that they would have won that one but um this is a cool one sports game of the year Ali Ali World won sports game of the year what else was nominated Hmm. for that if you don't mind me asking uh EA Sports FIFA twenty three MLB The Show 22, NBA 2K23, and then Mario Strikers Battle League. So it was just up against Juggernauts even. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Uh, And then Strategy Sim Game of the Year, Dwarf Fortress. I got to play this game. Um, But they beat uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, actually. I've I've heard good things about Midnight Suns. I haven't picked it up yet, but I've also noticed that it went on sale really quickly after release, much like Gotham Knights oh, did, cool. which kind of like leaves that, oh, it must not be selling taste in my mouth. Yeah. I think they, they, they announced that it's not selling as much as they had hoped. I'm waiting. I, I'm I'm waiting till $40 price point. Yeah, but I, I think I heard it's cheaper than that right now, even. Really? Really? Yeah. Which version, though? Uh, that I don't know. I'll have to check it out after this podcast because I, I do want to get that game. Yeah, I think it's on sale on the, not the games with gold sale, but the, the weekly sale that comes with that. Really? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Mike, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll check it out after after the podcast. And if not, it's in the giant publisher sale that's also going on right now where you can get like Far Cry 6 for, I want to say, 20 or $30. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, huh. I'll check it out. Um immersive reality game of the year what is immersive reality i mean that must be like our uh vr right sure uh because red matter 2 won that and they are against like moss book 2 and i know that that's and last Clockwinder is a vr game so that must be yeah. what that is uh outstanding achievement for an independent game tunic won that one what hmm. uh and then mobile game of the year went to marvel marvel snap I almost said Marble Snap. Do you still Marble play that, or are you done with that? Eh, I don't really play it very much. Uh, I feel like the first, like the first couple seasons that they ran were pretty cool. I was like, "Oh, this is really neat!" And then they started. I don't know. It's like a bunch of cards. I'm like, "Yeah, I already have these cards." And not that those other seasons you could get the cards in the regular packs. I mean, what not regular packs, but like you can earn those cards by moving up in rank and getting those cards too. But it was like I already had all those cards already that were in this last season, and I just, I just, I just fell off of it, and I, I took it off my phone. Ooh. I can still play it on my PC, but I took it off my phone, and I knew once I did that, I wasn't going to play it as much, and I right. just haven't. So um, once it gets around, once it gets off of like futzing around on the phone time, then it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the online game of the year went to Final Fantasy fourteen um outstanding that's weird also like final fantasy 14 has been out for a long time like that's just weird i know endwalker i think is like their newest dlc for it but yeah it's weird uh outstanding achievement in game design went to elden ring outstanding achievement in game direction went to elden ring 
and then Game of the Year went to Elden Ring. So they so hmm. God, God of War Ragnarok didn't win the Game of the Year. Um, but boy, it seemed between those two, they won quite a bit. So yeah, just Game Awards all over again. Yep. 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 So um, yeah, so that was the Dice Awards. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't have anything else. I mean, I want to jump into my interview with Jill, but before I do that, do you guys have anything that you wanted to bring up before we jump into the interview? Mm, nope. <laughs> mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even trying to think of something funny to say, and I got nothing. Yeah, I was. I thought I might have had something that was tumbling around somewhere in my brain, and it turns out that it's just my brain tumbling around inside my brain. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do this. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll be uh, interviewing Jill Grote from the Indie Informer. And uh, we'll talk about uh, some of her favorite indie games from the Steam Next Fest. Because uh, we didn't get a chance to recap that. And uh, and then after and then after that, then we talk about some of the indie games that were uh, announced during the State of Play. Uh, and I was actually quite surprised of the indie games that were announced uh, and they sound really cool. So stay tuned for that. And welcome back to the show this week. I have a very special guest. I have returning for the third time, the third time, not, not second time, the third time. I think that you're the first, no, you are the first three peak guest. I have Jill Grote from the Indian Farmer joining me again so welcome to the show thanks for having me uh i i think i'll be the the first and only third time because anyone else who dares i'll just kill them oh wow (laughs) i was like how am i gonna make sure that they don't come on like i could come up with a a deep intricate idea of like convincing them never to come back but i'm like no i'll just just make it easy roger well, I'm glad it wasn't. I'll, spe- I'll spread bad rumors about Gamerhead, so nobody will ever <laughs> want to come back to that show. Uh. <laughs> you know, you know, kind of like Saturday Night Live, you get like a coat that has like a number on it. So you're going to get like a coat Ooh. that says number three. Not as prestigious as a Saturday Night Live coat. But, but more? No, not, not as. No, no, like way more, I think. No, less, probably. Well, I don't so know, much more prestigious. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, although, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you have a Saturday Night Live coat? Um, I mean. Oh, this old thing? Oh. oh. oh, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, there are plenty of people who have those. I'm the only one who is the third time oh, returning wow. champion, one would say. That's true. That is. That is a true statement. So <laughs> I actually thought about that today. I, I was, wow. My mind is like all over the place right now. Um, I thought about that today because I was thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if I had a podcast that like every episode is like a special guest host, like the host of Saturday Night Live, right? Where they kind of are mm-hmm. like, they open up the monologue and then they're like in sketches, like the whole thing. Like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to do a podcast that way? Like, you never know who's going to be like most <laughs> every episode. It's just like somebody different all the time. But yet, the regulars are still in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But really, it's hosted by a different person. Ever that'd be weird. We could do it. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? 
uh, I mean, it sounds like it could either be awesome or like really go downhill. <laughs> I think you have to put some parameters around it, around around something like that. I I would think. I mean, uh, or you could just pretend to be several different people. Oh, under. that's a better idea. Oh, you could be me. Who knows if I'm really what? here right now? You're just well, a very yeah. good voice uh, mimic. Yes, <laughs> that would be that would be the powers of technology right here, folks. Yep, I'm actually Jill, and Jill's wow. actually me. That's the weird thing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, we have an April Fool's idea, Roger. Oh yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta totally do this for April Fools. That would be hilarious. Yes. Okay, you're you're going to come back on April 4th, 4th. right? You're going to come back on April 4th or April 1st? April 4th. April 1st. (laughs) April 4th is actually my anniversary. Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So probably not, but April 1st, (laughs) we'll see. Um, Man, I feel like I'm already leading you off the path here, No, no, this is awesome. (laughs) I... What listeners don't know is that we had like 40 minute conversations yes. before we recorded. So that's why I'm like, I'm all over the place right now. So um, no, welcome to the show again uh, for you. the third time. If you, if for folks that haven't heard you before on the show, which I'm sure they have, um, tell us how they can find you. What do you do? Can you tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, I am a, video game enthusiast um i started off as a game journalist uh working at several different places uh one the zenith of my career being at this point uh well probably what i'm doing currently but a lot of people will probably have known me from game informer uh, and i was there for a while until unfortunately layoffs uh and i right after that started up uh, the Indian former. So yeah. I uh, put something up every day. I have different previews. I do reviews. Um, I talk about things that we're going to talk about on this podcast, I believe. Um, and it's all indie related content. And I just want to share some of those games that, you know, are my personal favorite. I love covering indie games. Um, and I think that they have kind of the most to offer in the gaming industry, but also don't get the amount of attention that some of the AAA games do. So I really want to be able to connect people with games that they might have completely missed or might have not even known existed, and they turn out to be like your favorite game. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I am always impressed of how much content you put out on your on your site because uh that's not easy that is not easy um it is i mean it's funny because it's like whenever i'm feeling a little overwhelmed or like i'm going through my list of like okay this is all the stuff i have to get through this week or next (laughs) week or whatever i do have to stop and be like hold on just read read what you're you're doing and then you know, it's like, oh, I'm playing a bunch of games that I personally find very fun and I'm very excited to talk about. And then, you know, try to dispel that. And then a big part of the Indie Informer and and part of what I'm trying to do with it is um, right now it's very small, but hopefully it will grow. And I want it to be a place that takes into account 
people. And uh, so it can be a space where like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling like I'm pushing myself too hard, like I can just take a breather and take a mental day and, and be aware of, of where I am and how healthy I'm being. Mm. Um, so it is a lot of stuff, but I am trying very hard to make sure that all of that work is contained within a work week. And I am taking weekends and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, speaking for myself, when I first launched Gamerheads, uh, I, I pushed myself, I was putting in like 40 hours on top of my normal job into yeah. gamer heads. And my wife basically said, you need to like, not do that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like you're going to burn out. That is not good. And, um, and then, you know, I took a step back and then I came back to this and I decided this is going to be more about having fun and not about, you know, running a business. And it was a different, a different feel. So, wow, this is not the conversation I expected to have, but <laughs> we're getting deep folks. Yes. Yeah. But no, I think that's really important because like it can, especially like, you know, in this industry, mental health is, yeah. uh, is a lot of the time put on the back burner when you have yeah. like deadlines you have to get through and so much content is coming out. And especially like, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about a state of play and, and things like this as we get closer to the summer and convention times. Like, that's the sort of time period where you have to get things turned around so quickly to, like, make sure everything's hitting and not old news by the time you get it up. Um, mm -hmm. And so it can be really hard to keep an eye on how you are actually doing while you're in the heat of things. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it's important for everybody to kind of take take a breath and remember to not overwork yourself because ultimately if you are uh going too hard with everything your your audience is going to feel that energy yeah yeah agreed so um <laughs> how do i transition into yeah. what we're talking about <laughs> this is gonna be awkward but we'll transition anyway um so i invited you on the show to talk about uh Steam Next Fest, first of all, because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get a chance to recap that. And I know you did a really great job with putting together, you know, a list of games uh, that people should go out and, and try because, you know, you were really in tune to the Steam Next Fest so much more yes. than I was. I got a um, really cool uh, array of things sent to me ahead of time, too. Nice. So I could check things out. And so I had a lot more than just a week to try everything. So I have some pre-event suggestions i have uh, like all of my previews from that week are steam uh next fest and then i think i have two one uh list that went up at the very beginning of steam next fest and then the one the 15 games not to miss which i believe is the one you're referring to is mm -hmm. uh one that i put up just before the weekend at the end so there's a lot of different suggestions out there and a lot of cool <laughs> things came out of that. Like all That's Steam awesome. Next Fests, they're great. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into that, though, how can people find those articles? Like if they wanted to follow along as they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> you might go to theindianformer.com uh, and check that out. They, just type it into whatever search engine you prefer. Probably Google. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you could check me out at uh, Twitter. My handle is at Finrun. That's F-I-N-R-U-I-N. And I post all my uh, articles up there. And then if you happen to be on Hive, I do keep a presence there as well. Nice. Nice. I know. I have a Hive account. I need to spend more time on Hive. So I know. It's one it's of those hard. things where I feel sort of bad that I, I don't post more regularly. I do try to keep up and, and put things on there. And I know that there are people who are only on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is a very good, like, like it's got a real, like, community vibe because yeah. of how small it is right now. So I do enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so we want to talk about Next Fest. Uh, and then I wanted to do recap on that. And then I wanted to talk about the state of play that happened as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, recap that as well, because I didn't uh, catch any of that. So I know that and you I, have some games that you wanted to highlight. Yeah, they, they promised us some hot indies, Roger. Oh, it's just oh wow. Molten lava <laughs> wow. coming out of the state of play. Wow. And uh, I I hope that they delivered on that message uh one of them is actually about a meteor hitting the earth pretty hot (laughs) okay well then (laughs) i guess they did i can't they can't deny that they didn't Mm -hmm. i guess so we didn't expect Um, it but that's how they managed (laughs) all right uh let's start with the steam next fest then so you played quite a few demos out of that um What were some of the what were some of your favorite games that came out of out of that Steam Next Fest? So I was trying to limit it because I do, as you say, have a lot of demos and, and a lot of them touched me in different ways. Some of them are things that are like I'm super into and I know there's an audience for it, but I'm going to try to talk towards games that I think are gonna like catch a huge amount of people and and really you shouldn't miss them and and they are going to I think be something big uh in the indie space. Okay. Uh so I think the first one I want to start with uh let's go with Fall of Porcupine. Okay. Yeah. So I had had this on uh my radar for a while. I didn't really know how it was going to work moment to moment. Um, which is why Steam Next Fest is so great because you get that opportunity to see what's actually, you know, hands on what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who has not seen this, it is a sort of like it, it has some similarities to like a night in the woods. Okay. Uh, it's it's a kind of 2D side scrolling adventure narrative game. Um, but you play a pigeon. I think he's a pigeon. He looks like a pigeon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a, a medical worker. He's okay. uh, just started his career as a doctor and he's going around doing his rounds. But really what the kind of the kind of meat of the game is is the healthcare system itself and like how broken it is and how Mm. like hard that is not only on him as a professional but on you know the people who have to work in it and the uh, people who are being cared for so 
it, it is this beautiful hand-drawn, colorful, sort of almost cartoony looking thing that you would really kind of expect it to be a much lighter game than it is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's got some some real humor to it. I like one of the original things was like a I think it was like a sign or a person who is just right next to you in the starting area. And I went over to talk to you and they're like, hi, I'm an NPC. I'm really only here to show you how the dialogue works. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's got a real funny streak to it, but then you get into like, okay, I'm trying to treat people, but the elevator doesn't work again. So I have to like somehow get all of the medicine and stuff up the stairs and help, you know, all of the, maintenance people deal with the fact that we can't get clean things cleaning things up to my floor and um and then the other part is it's got when you are actually doing your treatment there are several different sort of mini games that you play to i mean it's so bad it's like finger twisting Mm. uh in order to do a treatment course you have to like hold up the left stick but push the right directional button and hit the X button and somehow that right bumper at the same time. So, and it's a really cool sort of analog for doing a hard thing. Yeah. You know, cause he, when you try to do these sorts of mini games, a lot of times it's like, okay, I push a button and I, I do the thing and it doesn't really communicate the difficulty. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this kind of, difficult but not impossible task because it's like okay i'm really thinking about how hard this is to do Mm, mm. um so yeah a really cool game um i don't think it has a release date proper okay um but i believe it is 2023 and i'm super excited yeah yeah i i i mean just looking at you know some of the images for this game like you said it looks very cartoony i would not have expected this game to have such a deep meaningful and kind of i don't want to say dark but you know yeah heavy heavy yeah heavy yeah that's interesting okay uh, I'm, I'm checking that game out that's on my list uh let's go this this next one i'll go a little lighter um okay. <laughs> is super space club okay uh, so it's it is one that I, again had been on my radar, but I, I wasn't that. Um, it wasn't on the top of my radar, if that makes sense. Um, it looks like a kind of old school arcadey space shooter. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll I'll try this out, and then. It turned out to be this super, like, vibe. It was just, it was like being in a vibe, Roger. Hmm. Um, it, it, I think in my write-up, I called it both chill and exhilarating. Because yeah. you, you pick your character, your character is a kind of, like, hipster, anthropomorphized animal of some sort. And you jump out into outer space and you are a part of this thing called the Super Space Club. And it really is just about 
defeating waves of enemies and flying in between like bullet hell type uh, fire. But it's all to just like this smooth and cool and relaxed like atmosphere, hmm. the music, the uh, the visuals, everything just makes you feel like you're that smooth fighting pilot ace who just knows exactly what they're doing. You're confident. You don't have to worry about the bad guys. You're like taking corners and drifting like a, a serious fighter. And and it just continues on and on. And you're just trying to like get the high score essentially. Okay. Um, but if this doesn't seem like your kind of game, I really do urge you to just jump in. It takes a, just a few seconds to kind of understand what you're going for here it literally is just the vibing i mean if you are having a bad day and you just want to unwind this is going to be your perfect game because you can take as much or as little time as you want in it you're just you know gliding through a space that's both open but like filled with color and you know enough obstacles to kind of zoom around through and you just feel cool doing this that's awesome there you know it it kind of it kind of reminds me of and then this is going to age me um but when i was a kid i i went to chuck e cheese for well it was like showbiz pizza but same thing right mm-hmm. and uh and they had buck rogers uh in the arcade and Boy, did I feel cool playing! The- I thought I was like Buck Rogers, right? Like, yeah. I was the cool, the cool guy, right? And and like all the kids then came around, like, "Whoa, look at his score! Whoa, he's doing really cool." Uh, that's what this reminds. Me. When you were describing all that, it just all those memories just fl- flooded back about like, "Oh yeah, I was the cool kid playing that game, and I yeah. want to be the cool kid playing this game." So. Super Space Club will make you the cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. It looks um it reminds me a little bit of like asteroids or mm-hmm. uh of, of or you know a Buck Rogers a little bit. So yeah, cool. it's like that, but it's just like I cannot get across how immersive the atmosphere is. Okay. It's it's so good. Cool. Uh and that's out do you know when that's gonna release? I think that's another. Hold on. That is another 2023. No specific okay. date. Okay. Cool. Uh, what else do you got on your list? Okay. Let's jump from cool to kind of creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're all over the place. Yeah. Um, DXit Eternal Matters. Okay. Um, it, it is a voxel game. So it has a very distinctive art style to it, which makes you perhaps believe that it is for a younger audience. Mm. Um, But it is unsettling. Uh, You are a kind of voxel skeleton Mm. uh, and you just awaken in a tomb looking place and you don't know what's going on or why you're there and you kind of stumble into um, a scene of some something has happened you know you you stumble across someone's journal 
you know, in in the game style where people always write exactly what's very useful for you to know <laughs> that something has been happening, some kind of corruption has popped up, and hopefully everything goes well. But considering you know their desk is empty and the whole land is devoid of people, things have not gone well. Mm. Um, and eventually you get to a central temple and you find someone who's able to fight something off. Something has been coming after them and they've been able to fight it off. And they're like, you, thank goodness you're here. Take this and run. And you're like, what? <laughs> they're like, no time to explain. Go through that. Um, <laughs> and it sort of ends in this fantastic like running sequence where you have to like you know run down a path away from a very giant skeleton creature trying to kill mm. you and and the you know obviously the villain but like seems to have a pretty good reason for being a villain oh. like it seems to be like it's going to be one of those bad guys where you're sort of like you know he might have he might have a point oh uh, and then you barely just make it into the portal before being crushed to death by this giant skeleton but like it's a really good atmospheric creepy vibe game uh an action adventure so you've got little puzzles that you're solving you have once you get kind of the first taste of your superpowers you can see revealed these monstrous creatures that you have to hide from in deep uh grasses and and that sort of thing um, and it's a really, really short demo, mm. but it's it's enough that I got a sense of like, okay, I see kind of where the story is going. I love the vibe that they've got going on here. Um, and I really want to see, you know, what happens when this game actually does come out. And it's not even promised to be 2023. I'm sort of hoping that it's 2023, but at this oh. point, it's still just a to be announced. Okay. All right. Uh, so you said creepy. Yes. Is this not a Roger game? Um, I think at this point you could do it. Okay. Like the voxel helps in not okay. making it scary, but it's definitely not perhaps a, a children's game in the way that the graphics might lead you to believe. Okay. So yeah, I mean, from what I can tell, a lot of the themes center around death. Okay. So that's where we are. All right. All right. What is this game called again? It's called uh, D-Exit. So it's D-E-Exit. Oh. Eternal Matters. Okay. All right. Um, what else do you have? Okay. I think I'm going to try to do five. So this is my okay. fourth. Okay. Oh, five. Worth of five. Exactly. Oh, There's only oh, one after this, so I better make right, it good. All right. Yeah. Um, so this is one that I got to play a little bit before Steam Next Fest, and it was so fantastic. Um, it's called The Star Named EOS. Okay. Um, I hope it's it's spelled out like that because I'm not, that's how I'm going to keep it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a kind of mystery adventure game mm. uh and you know again demo very lovely very good at explaining sort of what the minute to minute's going to be but really keeps you guessing as to what's 
really narratively happening in the game, which I love. Um, first off, this game is is beautiful. It's uh, it starts out and you're sort of in a dreamlike state with like pastels and uh, impressionistic lines and it's green and it's purple and it's just this really beautiful thing. And then you wake up and you're in this sort of much more normal sun coming in uh, bedroom. Mm. But it's, you know, it's comfortable. It's homey. It's good feeling. Um, And you read a note from your mom that's like, here's a picture of the train window thought you'd like it and you come to understand that the protagonist is some sort of photographer so your initial job in this demo is to uh reproduce the picture of the train window in your bedroom so you have to find like drapes for your window and a little flower pot uh but these things are not just sitting around you have to go through different a series of puzzles you know so one of them is a box which is uh opened if you can get three kind of stars to align correctly so it's this kind of like interesting logical puzzle thing where you have to shift the box around and make the stars move and it, yeah, it's just a fun little mini game, and then that opens, and you find a piece of something. But it's mm. like that's not what I needed. But then you go over and you like read a book, and that book just happens to have like a a torn page or corner, and you realize that's the thing you found in the box. And then you put that down, and then that opens up the full page. But you're not a hundred percent sure why you needed that until you find like a jewelry box which needs a certain code to get into and then you're like oh so now i know the code fully because of the so it's just a complete they're all interconnected puzzles where one unraveling uh the next one and unraveling the next one leads to finally getting to the point where you can take the picture and when you do recreate this picture you snap to reality and you're on the train oh and then when you're on the train you begin to the narrative unfolds a little bit and you begin to realize that your mom has actually disappeared she is missing and you are trying to unravel what happened to her starting with the last place you knew she was on this train huh so from there one assumes you continue on and try to put pieces together of and find out what happened to your mom um so it's got this really cool connection of like all of these nice little puzzles it is a photography based game it's got beautiful graphics it's got this mysterious narrative thread going throughout and i'm very intrigued to see where it's going um and but again it's another one where it's like it says coming soon like Mm. 
hopefully that means 2023. I'm going to be optimistic and think that it's 2023. But yeah, we don't have a, a direct release date for it. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, when you were when you were talking about like the puzzles and that you had to figure out these puzzles, my first my first thought was, well, they're in your bedroom. Why would you have to? Wouldn't you know the code, right? <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> this shouldn't be that hard. But then when you said like you snapped back to reality and you're on the train and you're trying to unravel like this mystery of your mom that's missing, and then I was like, oh, is it like more of like you're doing these puzzles in your head to try to like uncover like that's part of your subconscious trying to figure out what happened to your mother i wonder i don't know it's possible it also seems like perhaps it was your it might have been like a childhood bedroom okay so maybe you just haven't been there you know you're a grown woman and you haven't been there since you were like you know young enough to have a bedroom in your parents house yeah oh so yeah it is just a really cool like oh, that's not like where I was expecting this demo to go. Yeah. Like I was enjoying the the visuals and the puzzles and everything. And then it sucked me in with this mystery. So now I have yeah. to know what happened. Yeah, that's that's cool. And that, that game is called uh, The Star Named EOS. Is that right? The Star Named EOS. Okay. Very cool. All right. So that was number four. That was four. And now okay. I'm now I'm tasked with picking five, and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be exciting enough. Um, I will I'll go with one that I there's a demo up of it now, so you can check it out. And this game has all of the ingredients there to be absolutely unforgettable, unputdownable kind of game the kind of game where you like start playing it and you look up and it's been hours okay um at the moment i have some like notes on kind of progression and that sort of thing leveling but i can see it becoming a super hit and i want to keep an eye on it um and the Game releases into early access on the 27th. So I think that's, oh wow, you know, that's coming up. So yeah. if you're interested in watching it through early access, keep an eye on it. Um, and it's called <laughs> Voltaire the Vegan Vampire. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I-, I just love the premise. You are playing as uh, like the son of Dracula. <laughs> and instead of being bloodthirsty you decide that you're a vegan you, you're gonna eat vegetables <laughs> um which your dad doesn't take very well oh so I would. yeah i mean yeah. He, the apple fell far from the tree yeah <laughs> so he doesn't understand your life choices and, and shoots you out of the house uh, and i'm like as funny and cute as this game is and it's very cartoony looking it's got a sort of burton-esque look to it but it is for the most part hand-drawn and colorful hmm. um but uh, the original pitch is very like relatable, right? Like yeah. there are a lot of people who hold views different from their family and may have <laughs> experienced some problems with that. And so I'm like, okay, cool. You are, are touching on that subject. Yeah. Um, so our, our little vegetarian here, he <laughs> runs, luckily he has some help. He has an uncle or uncles, depending 
on how you want to characterize <laughs> okay. him. Okay. Um, that have a kind of vacation home that they are letting you stay at. Um, but there's sort of a weird kind of hitch to all of it. You're get, you're you're allowed to you know start your life. You're you're growing your crops. You're feeling good. Uh, so it is that kind of like crop growing Stardew Valley esque kind of feel to it. Um, but then when night comes, your father has apparently sent droves of evil minions oh. to kill your crops. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not only does he kick you out of the house, but he's like, I'm going to destroy your lifestyle in the process. Exactly. So wow. uh, during the day, you've got like sim and farming and exploration. <laughs> At nighttime, you are, it's combat. Wow. So you're, it's a, it's a tower defense sort of, you're defending your crops. Um, and the cool connection between them is like what crops you decide to um, plant mm. determines what monsters come after you. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you pick easy sort of small crops, you've got like little easy creatures. But like as you get to bigger and bigger and more nutritional things, you get scarier and scarier enemies to come after you. Wow. So like you have an ultimate uh, attack and you have plants that are uh, like uh, Venus flytrap type things where they attack things too or protect things. Um, but you have to be careful because every action that you do, so like planting or um, picking things, picking seeds or clearing your fields, it all takes a certain amount of energy and it drops your um your hunger meter okay and if you drop to zero you just go to the end you immediately you pass out and it becomes night and monsters start attacking you if you're not ready oh my um, and if the monsters end up destroying your house you lose and you have to give up like a certain amount of like either your like knowledge or uh xp or i can't remember exactly what the choice is but there's a choice where you either get to go on with all the things you th you know or you have to forget them and you get to keep like some sort of material good hmm. so yeah it's just a really cool loop of like okay i'm planting i'm exploring my my world i'm tending to my farm and keeping myself fed um, but then, you know, at the same time, you then go into nighttime and you are defending and attacking. So you have this combat, you have this action while you also have the kind of farm sim and it's the best of both worlds. Wow. That's tough love. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one could argue that the second word is not applicable, but you know, <laughs> Or maybe it is. Maybe, you know, Dracula's like, listen, you just don't understand what once I destroy everything that you work so hard for, and you come back to me, you'll yeah, I'll be here for you. I'll uh -huh. have my arms open and you'll uh -huh. return back to me. You know, the prodigal son returning back home kind of Obviously. thing. Obviously. Yeah. Uh no, it's funny because like this game came across uh my email as well and uh you wanted this... to say desk huh roger yeah i did i did <laughs> I, I mean 
but we, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's all no, virtual. No, 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 that's all virtual. Uh, yeah. So uh, this looked really interesting, and I'm glad that you uh, that you are talking about it because um, this is on my radar. This looks like a really cool game. Yeah, really cool concept. Everything's there. I think they need to tweak a few things, and uh, it it has every potential to be a game I literally won't put down. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And and so the early access is on the 27th, you said, yes. correct? Okay. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, so those are the games that you highlighted from uh, the Steam Next Fest. And there's, I mean, you have lots of games that you talk yes. about on your site. So you can go check out, I think, I mean, you have a couple articles about different games that are out there, like 15 games you can't, you should play right now before they leave, right? And um I'm sorry, everyone. You've missed it. <laughs> oh, sad. No. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, there's lots. There's lots of uh, games you highlight on there. So go check out theindianformer.com uh, for more goodies uh, mm-hmm. besides the ones we talked about here. Um, so let's shift into the event that happened. I mean, by the time listeners hear this, it's not it didn't happen today, but it happened today for us because yes. we're living in the moment now. Fresh. Uh, <laughs> fresh. Uh, the state of play. So um, I did not get a chance to really view this. Um, I saw the very end of Suicide Squad, but we're not going to talk about Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about the indies that were uh, highlighted. So what were some of the indie games that were highlighted during the state of play? We're going to talk about the best games, Roger. Oh, save the oh, best the, for last. Yes, that's right. That's right. I mean, probably in the first half of the show, and I can't say this for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about Suicide Squad in the first half of the show. Yeah. So now we're saving the best for the last in the second half of the show. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry y'all had to, to wade through all of the <laughs> AAA nonsense. <laughs> They just skipped forwarded through all that anyway. They didn't listen to all that stuff. They just they skipped right to our moment. Good. Here, so, yeah. Very sensible. Um, yeah. So State of Play, we kicked off with a bunch of PSVR 2 uh, games and some of them being indies and, and look very good. And I'm, I'm interested to jump into those and see what those are all about. Uh, but the big one that caught my eye is one is a game that's been out before. And if you haven't played it you really really should because it's a fantastic game it's called before your eyes and it is coming to psvr 2 march 10th um the it is sort of hard to talk about this game without um spoiling it like it is one of those games it is a game that will make you cry so be sure to have some tissues when when you're ready to play um the conceit of the game is you are on you are dead oh (laughs) you are dead and you are being ferried to the afterlife and you are explaining the story of your life i think that that premise should give you enough but without spoiling anything that happens the cool thing about this game uh in concept is that the game is played with your eyes. Hmm. You don't, no mouse, no keyboard, nothing. So when I played this, I played it on Steam and I had to set up my webcam. And every time you blink, the story moves forward. Oh. So it is as if your life is passing before your eyes. Whoa. It's 
a really cool concept. It works really well with the narrative they are telling. Uh, it's hard when you start to get emotional and you're like, oh no, I blinked and I, did, I wanted to see what, what happened. Um, but for me, that, that that adds to sort of how one might feel when you know, you've passed away and you're looking at your past life and you want to stay in those memories and emotions and, mm. and not have them pass away as they have. Um, so it, it, if you haven't played it, it really is beautiful. And I am very excited to check this out in VR because it's a game that is uniquely suited to being in virtual reality, especially with the eye um, mechanic. So, yeah, I'm very excited to check this out. And I, I'm really afraid I'm going to ruin the headset just by all my tears. <laughs> so before, hopefully, I will be able to quickly move over to the next game I'm excited about, which looks very uplifting. <laughs> um, and it's called Chia. Yeah. And this, I mean... All the rest of these games, and even the one before this, I want to say all kind of have a central theme of like these games have been around for a while, mm. but like they haven't been released except you know before your eyes. But yeah. like they've been announced forever, and everyone's kind of had them on the back of their mind for a while. But and now they're finally coming out, you know, knock on wood. Um, so Chia coming out. Uh, officially now on March 21st. Um, it was originally announced at the Game Awards 2020. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I believe that it was supposed to come out. You know, they might not have said Virgia, but being announced in 2020 and now coming out in 2023, they've had some delays. There've been some bumps, but for anybody who has not seen this game, it is it is based on a real place. It's called uh, New Caledonia is okay. where the developers are from. Um, so it is sort of a love letter to their home, home place. Um, it is a sort of Breath of the Wild-esque mm. exploration game. Uh, you play as Chia and you are roaming around your home like the mountains and the hills and the, and the islands and the oceans. Um, the narrative is kept somewhat under wraps. It does seem like there is some sort of God or power that has been trapped away. And Chia has somehow tangled herself up in it. So she has the power to kind of possess things. So she can like become inanimate objects or uh, take over the bodies of animals. So like if you wanted to get quickly across a mountain, you could take over a bird and just fly, fly over. Um, as to exactly what the narrative like point is, we'll have to see. But so far, it seems like Chia's real point is just to exist in this very beautiful island world exploring and taking in the sights and maybe we'll see more about what this kind of supernatural power is all about hmm. 
Yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks like a really beautiful game. 100%. It's, from what I understand, it's very chill. It's intentionally not gamified, so you don't get, like, objective markers on the map. Uh, if you open the map, it doesn't show you where you are. <laughs> you just kind of have to, like, oh. based on, like, the landscape I see in front of me, and kind of comparing that to the map I bring up. Okay, I think I'm here. So it is supposed to, I think, just be this relaxed experience for the most part. Mm. Wow. Except for like trapped gods awakening and doing, you know, what havoc. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> that always puts a damper on everybody's day, doesn't it? Yeah, it is a showcase <laughs> too of of culture, of real world culture. Um, so it should be really interesting. Yeah, I love I love the fact that it's a you know based on their homeland and and uh, I, I just love the fact that you could explore you know cultural themes through games. That's yes. just so cool. I love that. I'm super excited to see what it is. Um, my my boss at Game Informer and now editor in chief. Uh, Matt Miller is so over the moon for this game, and I always respect any game that he has a lot of respect for. So uh, definitely super excited to get my hands on this, and that's March 21st. March, wow, it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm, very close. Cool. Uh, that's coming out on PlayStation 4 and 5, right? As far as I know, yes. Okay, okay, cool. Um, what other games were announced? Moving that, getting a little less chill. The world is ending, Roger. Oh, and unfortunately, we're in high school, and oh, we are no. dinosaurs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Volcano High, which, again, going with our theme, <laughs> was announced in June 2020, and its first release date was 2021. Got pushed oh, wow. to 2023, and it is now coming June 15th, so it's coming this summer. Um, it is a kind of hand-drawn narrative adventure game. Uh where you are anthropomorphized dinosaur going to high school, trying to like make your bands work, going through the typical drama, but sort of, <laughs> you know, Majora's Mask-esque. Uh-huh. Like an asteroid has either has fallen or it is falling. Um, and everyone's worried that it's the end of the world. So... <laughs> You're sort of pretending on one hand that nothing is happening and trying to go along with your life. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, everyone sort of knows the world is ending. And that's oh going to God. be a very interesting combination. Uh, so I'm super excited to see how that plays out. I've been excited for this game since it was announced. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, it actually hits that June 15th release date. And uh, it every time I see it, it just looks better and better. Hmm. So it's it looks beautiful. It's got an interesting premise, to say the least. Yeah, I love I love. There's so much to this, uh, to this game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like undertones. The fact that you know I'm looking at this and thinking, well, yeah, I know your world ends, right? Like the yeah, dinosaurs. Know. You know, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, just so many undertones about like. Like our own, like, I don't know, I don't want to say our own impending doom, but to a certain <laughs> degree, right? It's like yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, there's a little bit of, of it that. It hits a little and, chord in this yeah. time period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, and the fact that, you know, it takes place in high school. Everybody's favorite formative yeah. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the the main character in the band is just so focused on, like, going to shows. So there yeah. are, like, um, like, rhythm game type gameplay mechanics at at certain points and doing well and like being caught up in like i want like i want my band to work out you know in the way Mm. that we are all sort of we get wrapped up in our own little things and and forget to look at the bigger picture which you know hopefully is not that an asteroid's about to crush us but (laughs) uh it seems like it's got a very like interest like it's all going to come together in a very interesting way is my hope Mm. Mm. um so yeah i'm excited to see this come out and that's june 15th so that's going to be right around uh summer game fest e3 time so yeah wow yeah hopefully it gets the love that it deserves because it's going to be a busy time for a lot of things yeah but we'll see don't get too invested into those characters. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> uh, anything else that was highlighted that you're like, oh, check this game out? Yeah. So the last one that I have on my list from today's state of play, um, and for listeners, maybe not today's, but um, it's Humanity. Okay. This one got a release month. So not quite as precise but it's it should be coming in may and there's a demo i think up right now if Mm. people want to check it out um this one is one of the oldest on this list it was originally announced in 2018 oh my gosh yes and it was announced as coming in 2018 oh no so they've had some some time on this development road um the it is it is a difficult game to to describe it is a a puzzle game and you are a shibu inu and you lead a crowd of humans towards a beam of light okay and that is about what i know it's beautiful (laughs) it's gorgeous yeah the teams behind it uh both the publisher and developer are um design studios not necessarily like game only developers Mm. uh and i and i believe some of the people in the development uh team worked on tetris effect oh cool so it's got that sort of really beautiful look to it and i and i wonder exactly i i'm so ready to get my hands on this demo because i don't know what it what this will actually be you know (laughs) it's been floating around forever every time i see it i'm like oh that's that thing but i've never quite understood exactly what you know thematically what's going on with the dog and like Mm. why why is it just this massive human beings that look like zombies? Like what's happening here? <laughs> um, I can understand to some degree, like what the puzzle is going to be getting crowd from point A to point B seems to be what the game is. Mm. Um, but just 
absolutely beautifully produced, but maybe there's more to it. So I'll have to check that out uh, in the demo. We'll huh. see what is causing the years of delays. Yeah. I, this, the premise reminds me of like lemmings in yes. a way. Um, Which is a real thing, by the way. It what is it is a real thing or is it is not apparent. I mean, someone double check me, like say it in comments or something. But as far as I understood it, like Disney kind of threw them off the cliff. Oh, really? Like, yeah, lemmings don't do that naturally. It was just a terrible thing. Oh, so there's your your little tidbit, Roger. Your horrific (laughs) knowledge for the day. Well, I tried not to have them fall off the cliff when I played yeah. that game. I was really oh, I into that game it. too. Like I loved that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. This reminds, I mean, just the premise kind of reminds me of that very much. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, you wrote, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you wrote this article about how the pandemic affected indie developers. Did you not write an article? I mean, I them? might have that. I mean, oh, okay. It definitely sounds like a thing I would have written. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, I mean, don't. But I mean, do you think a lot of? I mean, 2018. It might be kind of hard to say. Yeah, that was pandemic related because yeah. I mean, 2018. I was mean, obviously. Prior to... Yeah. Once the pandemic hit, I'm sure that there was some problems going yeah. along. I think a lot of games that were in that 2020 to 2021 were actually like as lucky as you can call lucky um, to have probably had most of their development done with. Yeah. Um, So if they thought they were going to release in 2018, I think there's more going on. Yeah. Um, And I like it. It looks just like a a very cute. I want to play as a dog, like a little (laughs) glowy spiritual looking dog. Yeah, and, and that and is one of those humans. I don't want to play as one of those humans. <laughs> yeah, where they're all just following a dog to their salvation of some sort. <laughs> I can't make much heads or tails of it, Roger, but it, you know, <laughs> put a dog in a game, I'm there. That's right. That's right. If I can pet that dog, even better, right? There you go. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm just curious about those other games too. The fact that you know, I don't know if the pandemic had anything to do with it, but right. Um, yeah, I'm exciting. sure because uh, the other uh, other ones, Chia and Goodbye, were both 2020 announced. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure that they had some pandemic problems. Yeah. Um, and you know, luckily, Indies seemed to weather that storm a little bit better than like the big triple A's, because um, a lot of them already had less rigid work styles yeah um but yeah no this is uh, it's understandable i think humanity is the one that really triggers my (laughs) curiosity as to what was going on behind the scenes yeah and i certainly hope that uh when it releases people will like oh i can see why you took so long to to let this one bake a little bit more i get it right 100%. but <laughs> i mean as far as a, a state of play uh, indies are concerned this is I, i'm very happy with uh what we got here oh good so 
yeah, I mean, getting a release date for Chia and Goodbye Volcano High, just uh, having so many projects here that we've been waiting on or like have been in public knowledge, but uncertain of when they were coming. And just to have that like, okay, this is the date, it is happening. Uh, I mean, it's it's always possible for things to get pushed, but, yeah. you know, uh, in in such a big showcase like this, I feel comfortable that these are actually going to come out. So it's just nice to have uh, all of the love for the indies in a big uh, showcase like this. And of course, PSVR 2, um, like the VR space is really good for indies because there's so many, it, it's, it is a space that allows for creativity in a way that a lot of uh, AAAs have uh, restrictions for like you can't go out and do something totally off off the cuff with a big series uh so yeah i'm excited for psvr2 seeing some of the different i think one of the indies that i tagged in my notes is called the foglands and i want to see what that's all about it's like a little western shooter yeah uh, but yeah, yeah a good showing yeah yeah and and plenty of different variety. I mean, that's what I love about what yeah. you know we talked about today too. Just all the different types of games that you brought here and the variety. And there's like something for everyone. So yeah. that's really cool. Um, again, if people wanted to read more about your uh, reviews and uh, your thoughts on these games, where can they go? Uh, you can check all of my content out on theindieinformer.com. Uh, really easy to find. It's the first thing that pops up if you type that in. And you can check me out on Twitter. Post all of the links to my articles there. And the my handle is at Finrun. That's F-I-N-R-U-I-N. Awesome. Jill, thank you so much for joining us again. This is awesome Third to have time. you on. Third time. I know. <laughs> the coats in the mail. Uh... I appreciate it. <laughs> and I mean, I really think uh, we should talk more about an April Fool's type yes. thing. That would be so April fun. Fool's coming up. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, listeners, thank you so much for giving us a listen. You can follow us on Twitter as well at Gamerheads Pod, or you can follow me at Nintendo Raj. And you can check out Gamerheads, this show, along with the other shows at GamerheadsPodcast.com. If you leave us a review as well, if you like what you hear, uh, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. Love to hear what you have to say about the show. With that, everybody stay safe and take care. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.